0: I think we did this, I was riding on, on across Bronx, so I was a little nervous, but uh, I'm, I'm in Queens now, man. Everything quiet on this side. So Couldn't choose a better good location. <laughs> when the slugs penetrate. <laughs> yeah, that's the peace, Prodigy. Right. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, that really hit me, B. That really hit me, man. Uh-uh. I don't know. I just when prodigy passed bro it's like it took me back to like big Pac. you know what i'm saying like whoa. Oh, you know what i'm saying like we done lost mad people and rest of peace to everybody but it was different when p passed
1: it was um, a surprise too like just out of the blue i remember seeing it on like twitter like no idea
0: yeah yeah man and it's deep i remember telling my boss job like yo, prodigy passed First thing he asked was he got shot? <laughs> like yeah. it's almost like, you know, with that that music and that life he lived, you just expected him to go out the wrong way. And then just to to find out how he passed is really sad, man. He was so young, bitch. Just like Jesus Christ. Right. You know what I mean? Or, yeah, that's different it was heavy on the heart.
1: And, I mean, his music meant so much to so many people that, I mean, it hit a lot of people hard.
0: Yeah, I feel like his style was so innovative and distinctive. It's like there was, I mean, there were so many clones. It's like he he, he had his, his spot solidified. It was almost like he was a genre of hip-hop that a lot of people adapted and emulated you know, after they came out, did they think. I remember listening to that to that infamous album in 9-5 in a barbershop in Southside. And it was just so hooded there, bitch. Like, cats was lifting weights and smoking. And I was like, yeah, this is a barbershop. Cats was hustling in there. And right on God, brew where 50 used to hustle at. You know what I mean? It was, it was an aura, and that music was just the perfect backdrop for it, yo. It's just it was uncanny like the X Men, man. It was like a moment in time. And I'm just so thankful that I got to experience that, man. You know what I mean? Like that shaped us, yo. That 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 it it, it made you harden, you know what I'm saying? Just realizing the environment you were in you know what i'm saying and 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 that music was just a ill soundtrack track to it it's like it's like when you hear that eerie scary music in the in the horror movie when you know somebody about to get it you know what i mean like it just had that vibe man so ah, moment of time word up
1: no doubt speaking of which man how was your day today
0: uh, how's my day today?
1: Yeah, man. How many interviews actually ask you how your day's going?
0: <laughs> None. None <laughs> at all. It was it was a it was a, it was a right day, man. There's just a lot to do, you know what I'm saying? Like like I said, you know, my job I gotta I gotta run around, you know, to 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 see kids all over, you know, New York City. And then I got to be at the agency, you know, doing paperwork for them, making sure that they're good school-wise, health-wise, legally, you know. So it's just a lot, man. It's exhausting. And when you're dealing with, you know, young people, you know, it could it could be frustrating because, I mean, you know, they're young, so they're going to make mistakes and do dumb things and, it's like, yo, I told you that would happen, and they're like, I know, I no, and then they do it again, and he's like, ah, man. <laughs> so, you know, the emotion that comes with working with, with, with kids, man, young people that, you know, especially kids in the hood going through all kinds of things, man, it's just, it's taxing, you know, it's taxing, man. But at the same time, it, it, it feels good, too, because it's like, yo, know, at least I'm, you know, trying to help somebody get their life together and I get paid to do that. So, you know, that's a blessing in and of itself. But at the same time, it's real stressful,
1: man. I bet. So Very what kind stressful. of work do you do? Are you like social work or like mentoring? Like, what kind of
0: work are you in? That's it. I, I do social work. Oh, man. You know, what I mean, yeah, yeah, man. So working with kids in foster care. So it's that's a, just, it's a heavy job. Yeah, man, yeah, you see families get split apart, you know, on the rare occasion, you see a family come together, and that's a beautiful thing, but, you know, a lot of these kids are going through it, man, catching cases, you know, having kids, and they still children themselves, and, you know, like, oh, man, it just runs the gamut, man, it's just, you know, it's really, really not for the faint of heart. You know what I mean? So,
1: how do you let that stress not get to you?
0: (laughs) I write about it (laughs) and make the music that people hear, you know. Uh, So, it gets to me, man. It gets to me, but I try to, you know, that's the thing about this hip hop, man. It's always been therapeutic, you know what I mean? So, that's one of the things that makes me hard, you know, makes me struggle to part with it as I get older. I have to prioritize, you know what I mean? Like, these bills that need to be paid, man, I can't be sitting there writing rhymes at three in the morning no more. I got to get up, you know what I'm saying? Go get it. So it's, it's you know, it's therapeutic, but at the same time, it takes a lot to make good music too and and, and to relieve that stress. So it's a balance but yeah i like to write man i really like to just just put it on the paper put the paint on the parchment stain in the carpet (laughs) i can go but uh
1: so do you feel like you're more selective with how much you write now and like what you what you commit to being that your time is limited
0: absolutely bro definitely man you know, when I first started doing this, it was just like, yo, anything I write, like they gotta hear it, you know what I mean? And now, you know, having ten plus albums, I've done lost count myself. It's like, yeah, I can't just put out anything anymore, man. Like it's gotta, it's gotta mean something now, you know what I mean? Because who, who knows how much longer I'm gonna continue to do this? And if I'm gonna have a catalog of of, of work, I want it to be something that's profound. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, my favorite song on, on the new Pen Pals project I did is a song called Dreamers. And it's all about pretty much what I see at work, man. Like, it starts off, the verse goes, I must be a dumb dumb to love where I come from with someone young getting abused by a loved one. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it, it's like I... <laughs> The pain, man. It's. It, I think that's why people resonated with with cats like Tupac and, um, I mean, who who's putting out that type of music now? Um, Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? When you could talk about, you know, the, you know, not just being on top and doing great, but you know, when you're down and out, and when you feel like you don't want to wake up the next day. You know what I'm saying? I think people really resonate with that type of stuff and you know i don't i don't understand why you know more people don't don't put those topics out but i've always felt that that was one of my best contributions to this game is the fact that i, I try to be candid i try to be transparent you know it's not always all good i'm not rich i'm far from it you know what i'm saying i struggle man and you know i, I want people to be able to relate to that because we all go through that you know what i mean and sometimes when i hear a song like slipping from dmx one of my favorite songs in the world like i just it's the blues brother you know what i mean to quote that 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 white kid from um you know hustle and flow it's real man it's the blues it's 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 pain you know but the sun still shine tomorrow, and sometimes you hear that song, and you're like, yeah, man, I feel that, you know, when Pac-Man keep your head up or Dear Mama, you know what I'm saying? Dear Mama still get me emotional to this day, and I just like knowing that people that are on top or people that, are, you know, I mean, listen to or look up to go through the same pain that I go through, you know? Right. So I think that's very important, man. We got to be able to relate, you know what I mean? No doubt.
1: And I mean, you look at, you know, you're talking about, you know, I don't know how much longer I'm going to do this, but you take a song like Capisce where you talk about, you know, this is off the Pen Pals project where you talk about realizing you had the gift to be an MC, and those are like the early days when you first started. So like, take us back to that. Like, when did you realize that being an MC was something that you had a gift for and something you should do?
0: I mean, I'd say, like, the last year of high school, man, because it started junior year where I started, like, playing around with it. But senior year, you know, it's just when people started telling me, like, yo, bro, you kind of nice. You know what I mean? Like, maybe you should do something with that. And that's the thing. Like, it was there was no SoundCloud. There was no, you know, putting it out to the world, to a bunch of strangers. You had to look people in the eye and convince them that you were dope. You know what I'm saying? I had to be in those ciphers, you know, in '94 to date myself. I don't mind, um, you know, being 18 in '94 spitting 17, and, and people like, "Yo, bro, you sound like Dougie Fresh." I remember somebody compared me to Dougie Fresh, and I was like, "Oh my God!" You know what I mean? Like I was like, "Yo, <laughs> my man, thinking I'm a." swing to do it. And, you know, and and I'm like, yeah, I'm actually thankful because at least I know how people hear me. Now I know what I don't want to do. You know what I mean? So I had to elevate from that and and push through it and find my own voice, find my style, find my presentation. And, and once I started to polish that people were like, yep, you got some, you know what I mean? And so it was those years, like 18, 19, of people around me and not just friends, even strangers, you know, because back then you rhyming a little cipher, people walking by going to stop and listen to what's going on. And you know, you kill those ciphers and you have a stranger like, Yo, you dope, bro. That was ill. You know what I mean? That's what convinced me to do this.
1: That's awesome. And I mean, what's, what's incredible too is when we first met, there was a bunch of a bunch of dudes that were doing it. You look at Manifest Destiny dynamics, yet throughout the years, you're the one that's really remained consistent and putting out projects on a regular basis. Like, what's allowed you to have that consistency and been able to keep dropping projects year after year?
0: Shout out to Manifest Destiny and, you know, my brother, my brother KC say, man. I mean, I guess it's just, uh, like, uh, I almost, like, can't do it. You know what I mean? Like, I I have literally woken up from a dream where I was rhyming in a dream, said something, woke up, and wrote the, the line down. It's like my mind thinks and rhymes. I guess I've been doing this so long, I just can't help it, man. Like, I'm constantly, like type in little lines into my phone. I mean, back in the day, I used to write them on napkins and and, and paper bags. You know, now we elevated, where we ain't even got to, you know, we, we got the dictaphone right on the phone. So I just record lines. Like, they just keep coming to me, bro. i watch something, and somebody will say a word or a phrase, and I'll just take it and flip it. So it's like, I just, I can't even help it, man. It's like instinctive. So I, I just, I just... I keep writing, man. I got, like, a little mini library. I got to have at least 15 rhyme books, if not more, man. I got... It's like when Nan said, you know? I got so many rhymes, I don't think I'm too sane. I feel the same way, B. It's like, I got to get this shit out, because part of my language... Like, what else am I going to do? You know what I mean? Like, I I don't want to... I don't want to be one of those what if dudes. You know, I know so many dope cats, man, and never put out nothing. And it breaks my heart when I think about them, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I, I may not have quote unquote achieved the dream and may not be on TV and be doing this for a living, but at least I know i put something out. You know what I'm saying? Like, And people that hit me up from random places really bigging it up and talking about how that music changed their life. Somebody told me, you know, that uh, I did this joint better than fiction too. And this cat, like he, he, um, he, he wants to drive up from DMV just to to give me a CD because that that record changed his life and he grew up to that. You know, in the same way that you and I vibe with Tribe Called Quest. You know, what I mean, Midnight Marauders and Wu Tang and all of that. So when I know I can make that type of connection with somebody. I mean, that's, you know, that's very inspiring, you know what I'm saying? So, I just feel like I got to put it out there, man, and, and, and hope that somebody resonates with it. I can't help it, B. I can't stop it.
1: <laughs> I mean, it doesn't sound like you're, you're going to be quitting anytime soon.
0: <laughs> if my girl uh, had any say, I, I'd be quitting tomorrow, you know what I mean? So, that's something I got I to gotta weigh in, too, man. Like, I'm getting older, man, like. You know, and I love to write and, you know, I got dreams, man. I don't want to, I don't want to work another 25 years, man, before I retire, bro. I got to find another way out. So I might have to take that creative energy and put it into something else. You know, and that's scary because I really, I love this rap stuff, man, but got to be practical too. So we'll see what the future holds, man. If people listening and people dig it, they need to let me know that, so you know maybe i could keep it going for a while but you know at the same time you know with 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 the music technology changing and all of that the accessibility i got to find ways to i got to find ways to um to to you know keep it going
1: well i hope you don't quit man but while you're doing this you know tell your uncle is a great release you teamed up with the pen pals how did that collab come about
0: <laughs> Oh, man, shout out to the pimp house, man. And, you know, they tell your uncle our stories now on this gorgeous pink vinyl. You know, shout out to H H V in Germany. Yo, man, them brothers hit me up, what, 20, what's that, 2017? Yeah, I think it was 2017. Um, And they were just like, yo, you dope. Uh, we got this jazz plastics joint. We want to, you know, collab with you down." And I just like, yeah, why not? You know what I mean? Jazz Pastics is my dudes. So if they sent y'all some flyer, I'm, I'm down. You know, so they sent me the beat and I dug it, you know, banged down my 16. And when I went to go meet with them, they were in a dope studio in Brooklyn. And Rapswell was the first one I met, man. He was just dumb cool, man. But like you could tell he was just a real hip hop head. And young, but energetic and passionate. You know what I mean? So I sat in the lab with them for about two hours and they just banged out like four or five joints, just going in and out the, out the, um, the booth, you know, getting busy. Like I was blown away, to be honest. I didn't expect them to be that nice. So when I finally, you know, got to go in there and do my joint, I was inspired and I laid my joint in one take and they were, they were real hype off of that. You know what I'm saying? And, um, it, it, it just we just bobbed out from there. They were like, "Yo, like, you know, the 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 love and respect was mutual." So I was like, "Yo, y'all got any more?" And you know, they shout to Squires like their producer, like he's a beast. You know what I mean? So Rapswell was like, "Do we have more, my dude?" Like you saw, it, just knock out like four or five songs while you hit. You know, so before you know it, man, a year later we had this, this album. We just kept jumping in there whenever we got a chance it so would knock out joints, you know, and I just really dug their energy too, man. They funny, man, and like I said, they love this game, like, they're knowledgeable, you know, and to be young and know hip-hop like that is, is impressive to me, so. They reminded me of Das Effects, man. They back and forth. they Smith the Wesson. We just dropped a dope album, by the way. Definitely. So, um, yep. word up.
1: The pen are yeah. they're, they're talented And they're cool Like they're yeah. They're some good dudes
0: Absolutely Absolutely man Shout out to Bobby Noble And uh Rapswell Peace man
1: So it sounds like The collaborative process Was pretty smooth
0: Yeah it was It was dope man It was It was um It was very different From the live percenters joint That I did um with my man Fat off and and I B. And that was smooth too, but that was a lot more a lot more orchestrated. Like we uh you know, for that joint, Fat you know, Fat Hentoff, he's a real visionary man. Like he just he picked out all the beats, took us all the beats and had themes for each joint. You know what I mean? So when I went in there, that was a lot more like I said, like um it was just laid out. And, and and thematic you know what i mean with the pen pals and there youthful bigger and energy and the beers that was flowing and i'm not much of a drinker but they had the heineken's flowing um we was just having fun b you know what i'm saying so it's it's two different vibes to those albums man the higher vibrations like the center's joint is more some grown man thematic hip-hop you know what I mean? One producer throughout the whole project to do Soul Theory killed it. You know, he did stuff with Redman and Rod Digger and all of that. But um Pen Pals is a lot more um varied and 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 um frenetic, just energetic. Work, so but it was dope. It was dope, man. Two very different experiences, um, you know, and um they both out on vinyl, so I'm really happy that they got to Come out on a physical format, these multicolored vinyls with the dope artwork, man, I'm thankful you know what i'm saying i I love when I could watch an idea go from you know uh you know from thought to tangible physical reality you know what i mean that's that's always been so it's like alchemy be <laughs> you know what I'm saying.
1: No, that's incredible, and you know what I'm hearing from you too. Like just listening to to the music, is even with all the projects you've done, and just just the way you're riding beats. Like I look at like a song like Classic Material. I feel like your flow just mm-hmm. continues to evolve and continues to like get more precise, and that it's just it's it's changing. It's not it's not staying the same. You know how do you feel about that?
0: Ah oh, man, I love that man because I feel the same way, bro. Like this stuff I listen to. From three four years ago, and I'm like, dang, I was rhyming fast and had all these multi syllabolic flows in there. And now it's like I'm just kind of I'm spacing it out more. But there's a lot more inter. I don't I I, I don't know how they phrase it, but they're like the the words between the words. You know what I'm saying? The words within the within the rhyme scheme. I'm making those rhyme now, and that's been like a big part of like. My style over the last few years, and it's funny because I don't know where that comes from. You know, one minute it's like I'm, you know, I'm keeping it more paced out and, and, and spaced out, and, and and trying to, you know, be calm and and, and express it one way, and then in another. You know, I'm all like da 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 da, you know, and, and rapid fire with it. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, I, I don't know where it comes from, man, but you know, I love it. I love the fact that there's a, 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 note, a noticeable evolution or progression in my styles, you know? And I feel like I got like three or four different flows, you know, that I could really play around with. And, you know, that's all through trial and error, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I'm um, thankful, thank you, you know, for that compliment, man, um, I love it. I love it. It just shows the work, you know. Shows the development through the years. You know what I mean?
1: No, I would, I would definitely agree with that. And you know, even listening to the skits and you know, just the way that "Tell Your Uncle" is laid out, I could definitely hear your influence of Doom and just the way that that's done. You know, what kind of influence has Doom had on you? And and was that a conscious decision that you made with "Tell Your Uncle"?
0: Mm. I I mean, I, uh, Doom is, is a huge influence to me, man. You know, like, <laughs> I like to say I'm like a combination of, uh, these days, I think I'm like a combination of Doom and, like, Ice Cube. You know what I mean? Like, because Doom, he has that rapid flyer, multi-syllable flow um almost playful with it and how he's you know describing the scenery and stuff and the punchline prowess is crazy and cube is, is he's he, I, I always felt like he was you know like his delivery was just so strong you know what i mean and like and he'll just tell you exactly what you need to hit and and just the way he expresses it, like the way he, he, you know, Death Certificate, you know, how he's describing the hood and, you know, talking about, um oh, man, Death Certificate, bird in the hand, you know what I mean? Like, it was just so many classics and just being able to spit it to you but not have to be overly lyrical with it. I think there's a, there's something complex about simplicity when you do it right. You know what I mean? I feel like Jadakiss is another one that does that really well. And that's the type of styles I like to mix. I like to mix that simple with the splash of the, the complexity. You know what I mean? So that just, yeah, that definitely is inspired by Doom and also Nas. Nas is like my biggest inspiration. You know what I mean? And just having... Um, a sense of uh, of knowing yourself in your music and presenting who you are, but at the same time trying to be lyrical and witty with it, you know, um, is really important to me. So, yeah, Doom is definitely an influenced. And tell your uncle, I mean, I think Pen Pals just laid it out to, with all the skits and stuff to bring that element to it. When we recorded, it was just the verses, you know, so there was a lot of um uh stuff added in the post production I think that really can give it that feel uh of that you know that Operation Doomsday esque, you know, vibe to it with the cartoons and the skits and stuff and you know that the the it has a youthful vigor and I, I I gotta attribute that to Pen Pals, man. They some bugged out young dudes, man. So
1: and then, you know, little different vibe with the Live Percenters' Higher Vibrations album. You know, how did you manage kind of pulling that off at the same time? Because, I mean, these albums dropped pretty close to each other. So what was it like switching between projects as you're getting this work done?
0: See, that's the ill thing. Like, the the Live Percenters joint happened a year before the Penthouse Pals joint. Um, and without naming any names, like, we got down with this label that i've been wanting to get down with for years and they promised us the world and two years later we were twiddling our thumbs like yo what's going on so we had to separate ourselves from them find another label to rock with you know shout to expanded art records who um really showed interest in you know the physical um part of the project which was Paramount to Fat Hentoff, man, he's the visionary of this whole thing. Like he's the jizz of a lot presenters, like or the, uh, really the rizzler, because he's the mastermind behind it. You know what I mean? And I just kind of follow his lead because he's just a real good dude, man. Talented, but real good dude. You know? And um, yeah, like like I said earlier, he had the themes for this project, and you know, and he invested a lot time, money. You know, um, and, and and development into the project. So, I just wanted I wanted him to really be satisfied with my contribution. So, um, after writing the lyrics and so forth, um, yeah, that's 2016. I went out to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Amish town, which I've never seen in my life. Went out there for like three days, and we just locked in the lab and just laid it down
1: man that's crazy and and you had that do the right thing vibe with those
0: skits (laughs) yeah yeah like i said Fats is a he's a visionary man like he's real storyteller you know real soulful dude man real soulful cat bro so uh i got a lot of love for that dude man i'm really happy with the 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 difference in the projects you know there's this lot of percentages is I like to call it, like, I think we're like a combo, like, Public Enemy and um, Daylight, you know what I mean? Like, it's got a a very earthy vibe to it, but it's also got, like, a a political um, slash, like, um, chaotic, like, vibe to it, you know what I mean? Like, it's... there's something brewing underneath that. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't know. It's like something bubbling to the surface with the live percentage. So, And we all like older, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's why it has that certain sense of wisdom and, um, you know, life lessons. And at the same time, um, a lot of reference to hip-hop pioneers. We got a drink called Don D. Black. That's a playoff of Don D. Light, the um one of the early graffiti artists. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even the artists we got on there like, you know, Chris Rivers and Jay Zone talking his stuff at j Live. It's an honor to be on these, these tracks with these cats, man. You know what I'm saying? My man Billy Woods on there, so Con Side killing his his hook on Hold That Thought, which Premier played a couple weeks ago. It blew my mind. Um, it, it's, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. to just, you know, put out music that people resonate with, man. you know, like it's, it's a great feeling, yo.
1: No, it's incredible. And I mean, yeah, like you said, you know, great lineup. What was it like getting someone like Jay zone on the drums and the mic and, and ha- like collaborate with him? Because I know you've been a fan of his for a while too.
0: Oh man, it was a pleasure, man. It's an honor and a pleasure. Like, Jay's just a good dude, you know? So I just reached out to him personally, like, yo, bro, we just need you to tuck your tuck, you know what I mean? And, and he is so eager to do it, man. That's, that's what I'm saying, man. Jay's just, you know, man, I, I, I love that dude, man, because he has like his own lane, man. He's so intelligent, so so passionate about this music thing, man. But at the same time, he's been through it, you know? Like, you know, as he details in his book, Root for the Villain. You know, it's like, it's sad when it almost feels like you 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 feel like you, like some of your peers don't want to see you make it, you know what I mean? Or, or don't want to understand what you're trying to do. You know, I think we've all been there at some point in our careers, man. And I just applaud Jay for, you know, making his transition from, you know, hip-hop artist to this drummer slash voice for the culture, you know what I mean? And he still got dope music. He's, I know he ran around somewhere, and I know he got a stash of beats that's incredible, you know, somewhere. But it's like, you know, with this game, man, you got to evolve and, and do what works for you. And I think he's just a prime example of that. So I wanted him to talk his talk on the joint, and he just did an amazing job, as he always does, man. And I'm just thankful to, you know, be able to call him my friend and be able to reach out to him and get him to to do something like that, man. I think he really added, you know, uh, took that track to a whole nother level.
1: I I think the whole album was was incredible too, just the whole vibe of it, I would totally agree with you on J-Zone, 93 Million Miles, one of those classic posse cuts, and got your guy Billy Woods on there, who's also incredible and completely underrated, what was it like putting that song together?
0: Oh man, I really like that joint, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, again, that's facts, you know what I mean? Like, he had the idea, like, yo, let's reach out to Billy, you know, and I was like, of course, you know, and... Billy just blessing that hook like that, and it's just dope, man. I'm just thankful that, you know, we get these dope minds together, and um, I'd be, man. I'd be forever, man. He's so crazy to me with it, you know, and, uh, you know, to be honest, man, I'd be intimidated getting on these tracks with these dudes, man. We send each other the rough versions, and I'm like, oh, my God, you know, and, but at the same time, I'm just like, yo, this is going to make for great music. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just the camaraderie, man. It's just being inspired by, you know, your, your man, you know, that that that's dope. And, you know, I'm not trying to outdo them, but trying to hang with them and, and, and give the world something that they're going to be able to chew on for years to come. That's what we set out to do. And, you know, I think we really made that happen.
1: No doubt. No i I, I would I would say so, man, you know. Um and looking at just live percenters, I mean, do you see more work with them in your future? Like what, what exactly do you plan on doing with them moving forward?
0: I mean, that's a good question, bro. You know, you never know what tomorrow holds, man. I mean, like I said, we getting good feedback off this album and And like I said at the beginning of this interview, if you want to hear more from June Classic, you got to let June know. (laughs) So, uh, you know, DJ Premier playing a song off the album? (laughs) Best believe I got a big old exercise, Duracell, Ever Ready, um, whatever other battery company there is out there. I got something big in my back, man. It's just, you know, we got to see, you know, how things play out, though. You know what I'm saying? Because life is real, man. Bill's got to be paid. But, you know, it, 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 the, the vibe feels good right now. I'm inspired. I can tell you that. I can definitely tell you that. No, that's so inc- hopefully there will be more. Hopefully.
1: That's incredible, man. We're going to get those streams up, man, like you need. Because we, um, we don't want the girl telling you, man, you know, not supporting <laughs> this. So we got we to gotta get her on our side. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I'm mean, yo cop some vinyl, you know what I mean? Like, I got some vinyl, man. Cop it out, man. Literally, I might even throw a free CD in there if you cop a few, you know? So, yeah, um, streams. I don't even have a uh, Spotify account, bro. I don't got a Pandora account. Like, I'm behind the times, man. I still listen to CDs in my wet, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I just um, bought the paraffin CD um, from On The Handler, which is whoo, the album is amazing um, with crazy. Billy crazy, bro! So I, I've been waiting for the CD to come out so I can really take it to the head. I don't have I um, I don't have a record player, you know. So, but I got a CD playing the whip. So I ride out to CD still, man. I'm old school. I I don't do the stream thing. I don't even got an Apple Music account. I thought you had to buy every album individually. I just discovered that YouTube got all these old albums on YouTube, bro. So my weekends have totally been, you know, live because I've been able to bump um, hard to earn and all these albums I've been rediscovering for the past few weekends. So I'm behind the times, bro. I'm man. still trying to catch up. We
1: got to get you on Spotify, man. That's that's how I listen to all your, like your music on Spotify and you're not there. That's crazy. <laughs>
0: It is right. I would be that dude to do that too. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I gotta, I gotta get down, bro. I gotta catch up,
1: man. And I know you always got a book open because you're always talking about different books you're reading. And I know you're one of the most well-read MCs out there because, you know, right. you put me on the books. You're, uh, you know, and I've found some great books just through, um, you know, being friends on Facebook with you. So, what are you reading now, and and what's on the reading list in the future?
0: oh man yeah i love books man and i'm so proud of you man with your yeah yeah output man and, and yeah. yeah man keep it going please man you got a gift bro. yes sir i just finished on um, glow um the the rick james autobiography slash biography but it's totally his voice and it was mind-blowing d like that dude whoo yeah, like, and the, and the beauty of, of music books is you go find the music after and rediscover the music, you know. So I peeped his first single "You and I," which I didn't. I haven't heard that song in like twenty five, thirty years. So, uh, that, that I'm just I'm inspired. I think that's why I'm inspired. You know what I mean? Um, and. <laughs> reading about him talking about Prince and how cocky Prince was was just hilarious. He has this one um this this one uh um episode where he talks about Eddie Murphy wanting to make music and Eddie Murphy comes to Buffalo because that's where he's from and when he finally sits down with Eddie he's like, Yo, so why you ain't with Prince And Eddie is like, yo man, he brought me to the studio and sat there and stared at me. He made me totally uncomfortable. I'm not working with Prince. So I called you. And it just had me howling. You know what I mean? It just sounds like something Prince would do. So, like, the book was dope, man. It was really, you know, that fly-on-the-wall perspective of this young genius who really came from, came from a real struggle. You know, single-parent home, growing up in Buffalo, getting into gang stuff, and... You know and and really going through a, a a hard musical struggle he struggled for 10 years before he popped you know and that was you know that was inspiring to me because i'm you know basically on my you know 11th year professionally you know and can we talk about you know moving off from music and stuff but when you see other people or read about other people going through these struggles, it just puts your own struggles in perspective. And that—that that I really took that, you know, the, the, the resilience and the tenacity and just holding on to what you love. That's what I took from that book, and it really inspired me, man. It was dope. It was dope. Um, so the next journey I'm, I'm, uh, I just copped is called The Big Payback. By um, Dan Charnas, I think is how you say his name, Charnas, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Yeah, yeah, Charnas,
1: he's he's incredible.
0: I've heard good things, Rapswell told me to get this book, and it's about the business dealings of hip-hop, you know, from the early days, you know what I mean? I I guess, you know, it's progressive from, from back then to somewhat recent, I believe, and I'm hyped about it, you know, like... That that's fascinating to me. So I'm looking forward to that, man. It's I love books, bro. But... <clears throat> yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
1: What I love about that book too is, I mean, it shows from the very early days just how shady the record label business is, and it's not unique to hip hop. I mean, record companies have been shady forever, but even today, when people are surprised, like, man, I can't believe these these splits, these artists, you know, are stuck with, or like this bad contract comes back to haunt artists. It's like history shows, like if you do your history, like signing any kind of deal with a record label, you're likely to get ripped off because it's been happening from day one. So like, it just, it, it blows my mind when artists kind of think like, "Oh, well, it's not going to happen to me. Like, or, every other deal is bad, but mine isn't gonna be. Cause it's like, man, just, that that book proves that, you know, throughout history, there's been not, so many bad deals and so many bad people um, with power and money to make these bad deals happen.
0: Yeah, Rick James talks about that, man, with um, Barry Gordy, you know, he eventually mm-hmm. got on the Motown and he was just like, he's like, I know Barry gave me. you know what I mean? Like, I know it. And it, it, it made him bitter um, but it it also, you know, inspired him to, you know, become a businessman himself and to, you know, learn how to make the music totally, you know, in, or into totality, I should say, you know, arranging, producing, sequencing and all of that. So, yeah, man, that, that's record deal number 4080 or record rule number 4080, like Q-Tip said, it's just how the game goes, man. You know since the days of ray charles and all that people been getting robbed you know and it's sad man but i mean that's what makes you know current technology so dope you know at least people have an outlet to get their music out there was a time when you couldn't even put nothing out without you know teaming up with these these thieves you know what i'm saying And, and 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 callous people you know even watching the left eye um you know tlc story man it's like dang pebbles you know what I'm saying, like they went platinum and y'all bought them three jeeps. Like that's that's cold. You know what I mean? But I guess that's the game, man. That's why we gotta empower ourselves to, you know, try to try to control as much as we can and and, and learn from these young geniuses, the Nipsey hustles, and even Rock Mossy, man. You know, like he got his thing. He got his thing sold up. You know, like how he puts it out. Um, digitally exclusive from his website before it goes up on any streaming um, sites, and he does the you know the CDs and the expensive wax. But I'm sure he's getting some off the, and he even said it. He's like, I got to get mine off top before anybody else gets any, you know. And you know, I think that's 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 progression from you know the days where we he's getting jerked by everybody. Totally. So. And, and,
1: you know, man, we started this interview, man, talking about Queens, and, you know, let's take it back to Good to See You off of the Higher Vibrations, Live Percenters album, and you talk about just, Mm. it's it's like an ode to Queens, and just like, you know, that you grew up there and you're still there. So, I'm just curious, man, still being in Queens today, like, how much has it changed, and how much has stayed
0: the same? Oh, man, uh... A lot of changes, man. I mean, gentrification is a mug, you know what I mean? Like you just, you wouldn't see a white person in my neighborhood 10, 15 years ago. And now you just see some random, you know, white folk jogging down the block. And it's like, yo, this block used to be lit. Like you couldn't even come through here, you know? So that's a big change. You know what I mean? A lot of my friends and people I grew up with, they left, you know, they, they moved away, you know some people passed away you know um and that's it, it's sad you know um but at the same time i mean it's safer you know so i guess that's something to you know appreciate there ain't you know d-boys on every other corner like they used to be you know there was a time where every corner had a bunch of people on it and, you know just going to the store anything could pop off because you know all of them cats in front of there is hustling, you know, and if they don't know you and you give somebody a look that, you know, people don't appreciate, things could escalate quickly. Um, but that's what added to, I think, the the music and, you know, this hip-hop culture that we love, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm just, I'm thankful to still be here too, you know, I'm thankful to be one of the last people standing out here on the same block that I grew up on, you know, it's a blessing and a curse, man, because I drive through and I think of people that are, you know, locked up now, you know, that I grew up with. think of people that are no longer here, you know, even like my brother, you know what I'm saying, that was in this very house with me, he ain't here no more, you know. So it's bittersweet, but, you know, with life, you just got to appreciate the fact that you're here to live it because there's so many people that just wish they could still be here. So, and that good to see you is particularly about J master J, which I think is like the most horrendous thing that happened in this hip hop game. We love man. Like that dude was so loved in this neighborhood He was such a good dude. I just can't believe that, you know, they would do that to him and, you know, I compare him to John Lennon in the song and I really feel like that, you know, like Run DMC like changed the game for hip hop, you know, and and he was their leader of that group. I mean, they'll tell you, he was their street cred, you know what I mean? He was their voice in the hood, you know, the Hollis crew and all of that. And for somebody to kill him right right here where he was trying to give back, it's just it's just heartbreaking, man. It's like, we got to do better, man. We really got to do better. We're killing ourselves. You know, so, yeah, shout out to JMJ, j man. Rest in peace.
1: No doubt, man. We just ended this interview on a really sad note, man. Like, we got to end on something positive, man. Like, love Jam Master J, but we got to end on something positive, man.
0: Yo, man, life is good, y'all. You know what I mean? Like, go out there and get what you can while you can get it. You know what I mean? Like, shout out to pen pals. Shout out to La percenters. I got some dope music out there that can motivate you, you know, inspire you, might make you feel a little something, might make you feel sad at certain points, man. But that's just the roller coaster life, man. Hold on, baby. We're going back up in a minute. You know what I mean? So I'm thankful, man. I'm thankful to be here. I'm thankful for my man, 730, you know, opportunity to do this interview and put out good music. Shout out to everybody around the world that's hitting me up and telling me how much they love it you know shout out to the people that don't like it you know it's all right (laughs) you know what i mean like i'm just happy to be here bro you should be happy too you know everybody should be happy man we we here you know what i mean so let's get it y'all word up